Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode. This is kind of a, uh, a serious episode. You know, a lot of my episodes have been really serious lately because of the current environment and because of the anti-white racism that I see and that I am uh, feeling. Um, and this, this episode really just kind of continues along that vein, except... I go into some detail about some interesting things. I go, first part of the episode, I talk about Jordan Peterson. He had a really good interview with his daughter. Check it out. I talk about some of that uh, interview. Also, I tie into how Jordan Peterson has been right all along. We didn't stop the left. Now the left is out of control. So, take a listen. Second part, I give you the outline the radical left is using to psychologically mindfuck people into becoming anti-white racists and how this can lead to the next major conflict here. You can follow me at tstutch.com, buy my merch, follow me on YouTube, T- Taylor Stutch, Facebook, Instagram, Taylor Radio, Twitter, tstutch1. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. So I listened to the Jordan Peterson interview with his daughter. I guess it's Michaela Peterson. Um, I encourage anybody who's interested in uh, Jordan Peterson to go and listen to that. And even if you're not interested in Jordan Peterson or maybe you don't even like him, I would encourage a lot of people to go see it and go watch it. Some interesting things about it is he talks a lot about addiction and dependency on pharmaceutical drugs because that is what he found himself in. He found himself in an addiction, a very deep addiction to something called benzodiazepine or I guess people refer to them as benzos. I think they're like an anti – I don't know – if they're a pain med or anti-anxiety or antidepressant, but they're in that kind of family. And it was fascinating to listen to what's been going on with him. Basically, the last year or two has been an absolute hell for him and his family. And um, when if you go and listen to it, you'll 100% see, you'll understand how and why he fell out of the spotlight And he doesn't even – he just looks like a shell of his former self. I, In fact, I saw a video of him. uh, His daughter played a – showed a video of him playing with a fucking – what was it? A a drive-around car, like a a little – not drive-around car, a little toy RC car that you see. And this was, I think – back in maybe February or March and he just didn't look like he just didn't look like the same guy the same guy that was in front of a stage and talking about you know uh, Marxism communism and the radical left just not the same dude I mean I went and saw him in Houston, I saw him in 2018, I believe it was. In 2018, I went and saw him downtown, and it was great. It was really good. And I want to what I want to get to is this it's very interesting to see this situation with him because we need a Jordan Peterson right now. We do need a Jordan Peterson. 
We need somebody who's front stage, who has all this attention on him, who can bring light to what the radical left is doing in such a articulate and eloquent fashion. I am a little bit slow to say eloquent because at times he can be a bit clinical and it's hard to understand or follow along. Uh, me personally, I you know I enjoy the way he talks um, and I don't really have a big issue following along just because I've been following a lot of his work for a long time. And, I, and I've been a big fan of Jordan Peterson, and I still am. Uh, I don't agree with his IQ stuff, as I've said before, but I am definitely a big fan of his analysis of the radical left. And I think there's no denying, in my opinion, there is absolutely no denying that Jordan Peterson was ahead of his time on the radical left. He was ahead of his time on... Where do we draw the line? The society has not decided where we draw the line on the violence from the radical left. Jordan Peterson was making these statements. He was talking about this back in 2017. He was saying, look, we have not, we have not drawn, a, like in the United States and in much of the Western world, we have our eye on the radical right. We look at the right-wing extremists, those that are obsessed with, um, you know, race and race separation or like those kind of dictatorial types. We look at them as right-wing. It's funny. We look at them as right-wing, right? People that are obsessed with race and uh, like usually it's about white supremacy. That's what we look at as the radical right. And Jordan Peterson has made some really good points. He talked about, how, hey, look. In the past and currently, we're really good about identifying and separating out the radical right. He says, you know, when people go out onto the street with a Nazi flag, we, we know that's bad. Everybody condemns it, right? Um, despite what the media tells you, almost 100% of the country does not accept the, uh, the ideology that, a, that the radical right pushes. Which, like I've said, is genocidal, it's Hitlerian, all of these types of things. Now, if you listen to the media, you won't know that because the media is in the business of division. It's in the business of cliques. It's in the, it's in the uh, business of getting attention and in the most sick, disgusting ways possible. So when people come out and start marching with a uh, with, with white hoods on and stuff no american is good with that now if you are a fool or if you are ignorant you will think oh well there's actually a large amount of people in the united states that want this that are okay with this and that's not the case it's just not the case you just won't see it you won't find it you have to go searching for real white supremacists in this country they're not easy to find because there's not many of them. And the ones that do exist, generally speaking, aren't they're, they're not out in public doing many things. Many of them have to keep their stuff private because it's not an acceptable mainstream view. And in my opinion, that's actually one reason why the radical left is able to get away with so much in our country today. 
because people on the right are terrified of that label, white supremacy. So we let the progressive agenda take hold to such an extent to prove how not racist we are as a country. And it's actually brought us back full circle, right? Isn't that funny? Isn't that so interesting that we are so afraid of identitarian politics based around race, especially white people, that now we have the radical left pushing an ideology. It's, it, it's a Marxist ideology, but it's using the cover of race. It's pushing re- heavy, heavy, heavy race-based ide- uh, race um, action separating people on race, identifying racial groups as being victims and identifying racial groups as being oppressors. That's the Marxist part, the, the oppressor and the, uh, and the victim. And then it's actually using the same, it's becoming the same thing as what we were afraid of on the radical right. Because now everybody's saying, look, okay, we are now all racial groups. Everybody's divided into a racial group. You're either white or you're black, or you're a person of color. That's what you are. And it's, you're either going to be on the white side, or you're going to be on the person of color side, and you pick your side. This is what the white supremacists wanted. This is what the radical right has wanted since forever. This is what racist eugenicists wanted for a hundred years in this country. And now the radical left is actually pushing all the way towards that circle. Isn't that so interesting that that's how this happened? You know, some people think that this is some kind of conspiracy, that maybe it's uh, the elites are kind of getting together to do this. And, and I don't necessarily believe that that's wrong. But I think it's also possible that there are lots of moving parts here that are not necessarily connected to each other and that different people are using these movements and these ideologies for different things. Some for very cynical reasons. But to kind of stay focused on what I'm getting at here is we were not able to draw the line, as Jordan Peterson pointed out. We didn't draw the line on the radical left, and now we're paying for it. Now the radical left, because we didn't draw boundary... Because we didn't say, no, enough with your Marxist bullshit, enough with your racial division, enough with your pseudo-intellectual crap. Because we didn't stop that. Now we've let them go ahead and flank us with the exact same rhetoric that we would never allow from white supremacists. It's the same thing. It's the same rhetoric. It's the same stuff. But it's a different group of people. When it's white supremacists saying, hey, there's whites and there's non-whites, we say, no, 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 don't even go there. Because we're afraid of where that goes. Why are we afraid of that, guys? Do you know why we are afraid of that as a country? Because we know what happened in Europe when they started dividing people around along racial lines, especially World War II. That's what's fresh in our minds. Now, so many people in America are not properly educated, they don't properly research, they don't properly know much about the world, 
And so they don't understand that there's a lot more to the world in genocide and ethnic cleansing than what happened in Nazi Germany. But we know what happened in Nazi Germany was bad. We know that that was predicated on racial and ethnic division. So when we see white people saying, hey, we got whites, we got pure whites, and we got non-whites, we go, no, 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 no. Last time we remember seeing that, uh, people were rounded up and uh, thrown into concentration camps, um, and uh, Europe was almost taken over by the Third Reich. We don't want to see that again. We're not trying to have that. We're not about that life. So that's what we told ourselves. That's what we told ourselves. That's what we told our friends. That's what we told our family. That's how I was educated. No, 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 no. I was told we don't, we don't judge people based on race. Because when you do that, you get slavery. You get genocide. You get Jews being marched into concentration camps with their families to be gassed to death. That's what I was told. And I was told that's a right-wing problem. That's a radical right-wing problem. Not a conservative problem. Not a Republican problem. That's, a, that's what happens when you go so far right. That's what I was told. Okay, But also, my whole life, I've never met one motherfucker. I've never met one white person who's ever been in favor of that. But now we're in a situation where the radical left has no limits. Because everybody's so afraid to be racist, because everyone's afraid to be labeled a white supremacist, now there's no limit. Now there's no limit to where the left goes, and the left is now saying the same things the right used to say. Or not the right. Never was the actual American right. But what people were afraid of those radical fringe radicals on the right used to say. Now the left is doing the same thing. They're saying... We have whites and we got people of color. And the whites have oppressed the people of color for too long and now it's time for people of color to get their revenge. You wonder why I am so hung up on this. You wonder why I'm so hung up on this. I'm a common folk. I'm a common person. I'm not a wealthy elite sitting in my mansion. I'm not a Jeff Bezos who's probably got property way out in BFE, where I can stay safe if the whole world starts collapsing. I don't have that. I would like to talk about the bigger issues, to talk about maybe the Federal Reserve or talk about money or technology or what we can do to get out of economic stagnation, things that are good for everybody regardless of race. But I can't do that when my own countrymen are running around the streets of the USA shooting at people in cars that are trying to go home and go to work in the name of Black Lives Matter, which is also becoming an anti-white movement. It's becoming a revenge on whitey movement. We cannot have that. What happens when we start dividing people and say, no, you're black, I'm white? Well, we get segregation. Okay, that's all right. But what happens if we go beyond that? What happens when we say, okay, we're not just having separate spaces now. We want your shit. There is a Twitter. There is a very, very popular, very um, big Twitter account, I think, called No Name. And it is a... Um, 
Let me see here. Yeah, there we go. No name. 500,000 followers. 505,000 followers. And this chick... This chick... Is openly advocates... Oh, man, let me read something. She something else she... she Not reparations. She advocates for the seizing of land and property of white people. That's what she advocates for. Is that the United States? Is this the the friendly... Is this the friendly left? Is this politically correct? These people are insane. And Jordan Peterson was right all along. We have failed as a society to draw a line around these people. We have let their rhetoric go too far, and now we're dealing with the physical ramifications. You know what else Jordan Peterson was right about? How it always starts in the universities. See, when I first heard him say that I agreed, I was like, yeah, I think that's probably correct. But I never lived through it. I never saw it firsthand. You read about it. It's something you read about. Oh, in China, the Cultural Revolution, a lot of that was done by Red Guards, which were young people maybe around college age who were, um, who were possessed by the ideology of Mao. You read about it. You hear about it. You don't think much about it. When, the, when we were seeing people protest Halloween costumes in 2015, people used to say, oh, it's just, it's just college kids. When we saw people making a big stink around the election in 2016, people said, look, it's just college kids. It's just people in college. They're just insane. Well, guess what? Now those millennials that I went to school with are all out in the world. And now they all got jobs and they all got time and they all got money and they don't have any vision of the future because they've been told that the future is revolution. They've been told the future is bleak because of capitalists. They've been told the future is going to be hell because of white supremacy. So now they're ready to tear down everything that they've lived in. Because they have no vision of the future. A lot of millennials don't want to have families. Now, when I say this, you might think, well, actually, Taylor, you know, data shows that uh, there's actually a lot of people want to get married still. Listen, of course, a lot of people want to get married and have kids and all that. But there's a lot more people that don't want to get married and that aren't going to get married now than have ever probably been in American history. What kind of future is that? I've thought about that myself. You know, one reason why I would really like to have a family is because I'm working my ass off. Like, I'm working my butt off. I do a lot of different things. And I want to have legacy. But what's funny is, is I've thought a lot. I've been like, well, you know, I could always just be a bachelor forever. I mean, I'm a guy. If I make money, I could always just kind of pull women if I want. But I've thought, I'm like... If I don't have a family or like any kids, this is all seems really masturbatory. You know what I'm saying? Like it seems so masturbatory. It's like, oh, I'm just so I'm working my ass off to have all this money just just for myself. Like I'm just doing it for myself. 
Like, I just do it only for my own gratification. I have no duty to anything. Like, I need to have a duty to something. I need to have a connection to something. I can't just, you know, and when I say I can't, it's not that I physically can't. It's not that I can't do it. It's that, what's the point? What's the point? So I told you there's a person on Twitter, and they are a uh, black, radical, um, anti-white account. Here's something that, uh, we're going to read something that she retweeted a day ago, yesterday. Oh no, she's posted more and more. It says, what is whiteness? Whiteness is ways of being, thinking, and doing inherited from history of Europe colonizing, enslaving, racializing non-European. It assumes whites are everyone's norm, treats non-whites as objects of pleasure, diversity, violence, denies the racism of white societies. That's this person known, right? This somebody else wrote it called Blues and Abstract Truth or whatever. Basically a retard. Basically a low IQ buffoon. Even when I say low IQ buffoon, I'm just... I'm just talking shit because, like I've said before, I don't actually believe in the uh, IQ situation. But that is, this is the radical left. This is the radical left. Gary Vaynerchuk follows this person. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to attack anyone for who they follow. But I would like to point out Gary Vaynerchuk is a pandering mother effer. Pandering mother effer. Um, I like Gary Vaynerchuk. But the way he acts so into hip-hop and everything, I think he is into hip-hop, but it just there's something about it that just seems so contrived. It seems so salesman-y, which makes sense because he's a salesman. He's a marketer. Uh, that's uh, what he does. He sells shit to people. So let's read this tweet again. What is whiteness? Whiteness is ways of being, thinking, doing. Inherited from a history of Europe colonizing, enslaving, racializing non-Europeans. It assumes whites are everyone's norm. Treats non-whites as objects of pleasure, diversity, violence. Denies the racism of white societies. Now, what's funny about this is that it's not, this doesn't mean anything. There's nothing in what I just read to you that actually means anything. What's so shitty about the time we live is that people will take something like this, which means nothing, and they actually go, ah, yes, this is the truth. This is the truth. White people are bad. White people are bad. Keep in mind, what does white even mean? Right? What does white even mean? The people of southern and Mediterranean areas of Europe were not treated the same in other parts of Europe as the people of northern Europe. The people of Northern Europe uh, were not treated by people in the southern parts of Europe as the same as the North. I mean, it's like, what are they talking? What is this bullshit gobbledygook crap even talking about? The Europeans fought each other in World War One and World War Two a hundred years ago. They devastated their own countries. What are you talking about, whiteness? What are you talking about? These people tried to kill themselves. And it wasn't because of whiteness. 
It doesn't even make sense. But this is the radical left. And I'm just, I, I have to keep reinforcing this. The radical left, it's so strange. They are legitimately, because we're not going, unless the United States, unless we can stop the rhetoric, unless we can stop the violence, what we're going to have is we're going to have an attempted genocide of white people. Now, I don't necessarily, I, I mean, I don't think it can happen uh, just because there's so many armed white people in the country. Um, but I think there will be an attempted genocide. So what I mean by that is I do believe that if this, uh, if the, this rhetoric this type of rhetoric, right, that says there's whites and there's non-whites, right? Because that's what, remember what I said earlier, the first part of the podcast, I said the radical left is now doing what white supremacists used to do. What white supremacists would do is say, ah, there's whites, there's non-whites. Now the radical left is doing the same thing. They're saying, ah, look, there's whites and non-whites. Whites are evil, non-whites are all good. Whites are, are evil, non-whites are all good. Now we, we know that the those ideas should never even be entertained because they're just flatly absurd in the ideas that we believe in as a culture the ideas that we um uphold whether it has to do with the intellectual scrutiny and um investigation into truth and arguments and facts and debate and scientific inquiry and and mathematical rigor all these things they require you to Look at many different parts of a problem. You look at the problem holistically. You look at the problem at a small part. You, you look at the problem in as much detail as you can. You change scale. You change time frame. You look at things from different angles. This is why I often, this is why in the last podcast I discussed the 1619 Project. How it's, it's a attempt at, uh, to revise history in a very nasty, disgusting way. It's an attempt to erase nuance because the West, I'm not going to say is built on nuanced thinking, but that is what it tries to push, which is why we have, um, you know, of course, there's a lot more reasons for things. I don't want to simplify things, but in, in the, in, you know, in contemporary Western Europe or, you know, Europe, the United States, things like that, um, people are encouraged. I'm not saying this is this is perfect, but it's encouraged to look at problems from many different angles, right? That's why you have certain types of ingenuity and inventiveness that kind of come from these parts of the world of recent time. Okay, now, of course, you know, these things change throughout time in history. This is kind of a more recent thing in history. Well, the idea that, oh, we're just going to group all white people together and all accuse them of the same problems, the same crimes, this is an attempt to destroy your mind. It's an attempt to destroy your ability to think. You can no longer say, ah, well, you know, actually, no, this isn't a white versus non-white issue. This is a, there were some people in Europe who would not even be, may not have been considered white at the time. Some were considered white, some would not be considered white. People in Spain and Italy would not consider themselves the same as the pale, pasty-skinned mofos up in England. You know, like they, they didn't consider themselves the same back in 1500, back when the Spanish commissioned the Italian dude, Christopher Columbus, to sail across the Atlantic Ocean. Do you think they considered themselves the same? 
Do you think that the the tanned mofos on Sicily thought that they were considered the same race as the frozen white pale motherfuckers up north in uh, in what would be now Norway or Finland? No way. No way. It's just insane. It's just absolutely insane that these people are trying to lump everybody together. But this is what I'm trying to get to. This is a very big account, 505,000 followers. Of course, there's many that are a lot bigger, but this this person, this is a glimpse into what the radical left is thinking, especially those that seek to divide and conquer. They are looking for um, black supremacy. They're looking for racial a change in what they perceive as the racial hierarchy. They want to see black people um, above all else, or they want to. Because I'm, I'm telling you right now, if if you are not black, if you're Mexican, do you think that these people that are going out there saying Black Lives Matter and attacking white people, do you think that they're going to spare Jose or Hernandez when your white-skinned looking ass is compared to them? When they start blowing shit up and when they start throwing people around? No. Jose from Monterrey? You look, look at Canelo Alvarez. He looks, he could be from Ireland, dude. Red hair, white freckles. You idiots don't understand. People don't understand what they're getting themselves into when we start racially dividing each other. Now, um, we have to stay united. You have to stay united. I want to go ahead and, and quickly draw out how the radical left is uh, positioned to uh, starting to kill off as many white people as they can. That I don't ultimately they will not be successful, but they will gain some ground. I do believe. Here's what they've done psychologically. This is how you can identify their arguments. For the radical left, the most abhorrent sin in the world, it's not rape, it's not murder, it's not genocide. It's not hurting of innocent children. It's racism. It's not even acting out racism. For the radical left, the idea that you may not like somebody because of their skin color, even if you treat them the same as somebody else, that is the ultimate evil. That is the ultimate evil. You have to put this in your head. For the radical left, racism is the ultimate evil. It is Satan. Racism is Satan to them. It has nothing to do with action. It has nothing to do with looking at other types of crimes or problems, theft, murder, rape, all of those way down the way down the totem pole. Racism for them is number one. That's it. Now, racism is the most evil in their hierarchy of evil sins. So what they say is, look, racism is the most evil thing in the world and it must be stopped. Well, in order to stop it, any means necessary can be used. Violence, theft, rape, murder, all of these can be used to stop the evilest of evil deeds, which is racism. Now, there's a catch here. So you think, okay, on the hierarchy of sin, we have racism as the ultimate evil, and we can do anything within our power to abolish it, even if it's illegal, even if it's immoral, because as long as if I kill people to stop racism, I'm morally pure. That's what they think. Now, here's the catch. Here's how they get you. White people are born racist. Let me repeat that. The radical left believes 
white people are born racist. What does that mean? That means you are, if you're a white person, you are born evil. And because you're born racist and the only way to fix the world is to end racism, we have to end you by any means necessary. Do you see that? Do you see what's happening? Do you see what people... And now the people that are a lot of the foot soldiers and the people that are tacitly going along with this, they don't see, the, they don't see that. They don't understand. They don't understand what's happening. They don't get it. They fundamentally lack the insight. They don't see what's being drawn up. They don't understand that the radical left has drawn up a prescription for a genocide right in front of their eyes. They've drawn up a detailed plan of how you create civil war among races, about how you get people of all races and ethnicities to attack people that are perceived as white. Now remember, whiteness isn't even easily defined. What is who's white? Is a Spanish guy white? Well, 200 years ago, he probably wouldn't be considered white. What about all the people in South America? A lot of those people are white, but they're also Hispanic. What happens to them? Well, if you're not careful, they're white. Therefore, they're born evil. They're born with wicked demons of racism in their heart. Because remember, racism is demoned. You can rape, murder, and steal in order to stop Satan. White people are Satan. Anything can be done. All stops can be done in order to end white people. So this is the world we are in. This is the world we are in. All whites are guilty of the original sin of racism. And there's no way you can atone for your sin because you're born evil. You have to be killed. Any means necessary to end racism. Remember that. Remember as things begin to escalate what they're going to do. The white supremacy thing the white fragility thing, the systemic whiteness, racism, white privilege, these are all tied into the idea that white people are inherently evil. And there's nothing you can do if you're a white person to atone for your whiteness. Now, if you're listening to this, you might be thinking this sounds kind of crazy, right? Now, do you understand why I am so against this? I have always been against racism. I grew up in a... I, I mean, I went to school. I thought I was Mexican because that's how diverse my school was. There were so many people that were Hispanic. I thought I was Hispanic. I've worked with black people throughout my entire life, hired black people, worked with black entrepreneurs. I got no problem with people from other races. 
I love Asian culture. I study Chinese. I'm a multicultural mother effer, okay? And you wonder why I'm getting so worked up about it? Because I see, I see the propaganda. I see what's happening. They are prepping the stage for people to be rounded up and put into the cattle cars. Now, what is it going to be this time? It's not going to be like it was in Germany. It's going to be different. We'll see. We'll see. But the antidote to this is unity. And to realize, one, we have to realize that most people are not racist. Secondly, we have to go back to the old terms, the original racist idea. Racism is any, can be anybody can be racist of any color. What else? Racism is the ultimate evil. It is bad. It is not good. But it is not worse than rape. It's not worse than torture. It's not worse than child molestation or murder. That's it for today. You can follow me at tstutch.com, Taylor Radio on Facebook and Instagram, and Twitter on tstutch1. You can follow me on TikTok too at tstutch. Thank you for listening.